Hello and welcome to Speaks Land Words 28th episode. As always, I'm your host Dave Reed. Coming up, we speak with songwriter Tom Hickox about growing up with musical parents and his debut record. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Warner UK and follow us on Twitter at Warner underscore Chapel for future episodes of the podcast. Here's our chat with Tom. Well, Tom, thanks for taking the hot seat. My pleasure. Are you okay? Yes, thank you. You're comfortable? Very, as always. Well, we're just going to jump right back to the beginning, talk about growing up with music. How was that for you? Uh, it was completely normal because my parents are musicians and yeah there was just music everywhere 24 hours a day and um, yeah whether it was just kind of watching my dad learn music at home or going to his concerts uh, it was just I thought that's what every kid mm. grew up with yeah uh, so it's, yeah, it's always been a part of my life, it's in my blood. Um, whether you know whether I w- want it to be or not, it's yeah, it's there, it's in my guts. A lot of people who sit opposite me, they talk about you know my parents listened to this track, you know, or this album, and you yeah, know, Michael Jackson's Thriller was huge, you know, yeah. growing up. But for you, it's almost like people creating the music. Yeah, in your house. I mean, yeah, it was only classical music in my in my house, and so my own musical journey was I had to very much find the music that I wanted to make myself, and I guess in that sense, I'm no different to to anyone who's come out of a completely non-musical family, because although there's there was there was music everywhere, and it's absolutely sort of flowing through me as a kid I wasn't particularly into a lot of that music and I was you know really searching for the stuff that that really gripped me and it wasn't really until I discovered writers like Leonard Cohen and Elliot Smith and you know Nick Drake and in my early teens where I I found a a bunch of songwriters who I thought oh this is this is what this is it for me. This is this is what gets me incredibly excited, and this is what perhaps uh, this is what I'd like to emulate yeah. in some way. What know? kind of songs of those were, you, were kind of stood out at that time? Um, well, the Elliot Smith album XO, I would listen to again and again and again. Uh, I was completely obsessed with uh, and. There's one or two Leonard Cohen songs, Chelsea Hotel, uh, Suzanne, Diamonds in the Mine. I mean, I couldn't really believe that a man had become th- that successful with doing something so uh, seemingly sort of anti-populist. You know, it's just sort of a fairly, very simple production, bit of acoustic guitar and this kind of dirgy vocal. Uh, but so I found it just immediately so compelling and, and very moving and uh, incredibly beautiful. And I sort of, I don't know, I rec- recognized something, there was something in there that I, I thought that's maybe what, something that I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, that's yeah, I just listened mm-hmm. and listened and listened to those guys. Um, 
and then over time you know you you discover and you get a bit older that actually there's quite a lot of music out there that you know you really love and actually then I really you know I really I'm now in a position where I really love classical music as well and I you know I do listen to quite a lot of classical music and I listen to a lot of my dad's old records and that is in itself incredibly ins inspirational and is is definitely an influence on my music mm. um, I was, was going to well. say yeah. growing up around it did it influence you in, in what ways well, it influences you whether you like it or not I mean there's no way I could sit here and say I haven't been influenced by classical music because when it's when it's uh, when you've heard so much of it in so much of your life uh, it's you know it's, I, it's like saying uh, if you've grown up with parents who are actors you're saying that you'll have, you know you're, you may not want to be an actor but you are steeped in the theatre and it's, it's the same same way so yeah of course I'm influenced by it and and I'm you know as I've got older I'm more interested in how that music is made and um, things like orchestration and arrangement uh, these are really important things to know and, and I'm sure learn, you yeah. think about those things as well when you're creating your yeah. music and, there, and you, can, you can bring little bits, little elements of the way that classical music is, uh, uh, is performed um, to bear in as a songwriter in a, and that can be really interesting and it's something that possibly quite a few people don't do and mm. I think it is a really cool thing to be able yeah, to do you know, as long as it's done tastefully and judiciously and there's nothing you know the, the most evil genre of music in the whole world is the classical crossover genre and uh, uh, so that you know it's just about taking the, the one or two little elements and uh, putting them in what I do and um, I think I've done that on my album, you know, to, to mm. a small extent, and you know, I, at least I, I hope I have. Mm. Anyway. I can I can already tell that there's um, there's a difference in you from the other people that have sat in the interviews we've had. Mm. There's there's something there's a different aspect to, you, and I think it's this the whole classical, well, being raised in the classical and, and being aware of it when you're writing songs or when you're composing. When did you start writing songs? Uh, properly uh, when I was. I don't know, about 15, being in bands at school, mm. um, initially as a drummer, actually. Um, and, yeah, I just thought it'd be cool to to stop playing the complete rubbish that we were playing the whole time, in fact, which we continue to carry on playing. Uh, you know, m mainly kind of American sort of surf rock, basically. And... Uh, and to try and see what I could do myself, and you know, I, I found a couple of poems at the back of a big issue, and just used those as as lyrics. And yeah, I just loved it. I found the process really therapeutic and enjoyable, satisfying, and uh, sort of instantly fell in love with the process. And you know, and there was never in doubt really that that's what I wanted to do um, for a living has the songwriting process changed much for you since that time since well, those times well since then because I you know the actual lyrical composition is, is really really important for me um, yeah I don't have a set process I, 
I hope I never will. I think it's important to, you know, every song needs to start with a good idea, and that's whether it, whether as a lyric or it's a, a melody or just just a beautiful chord sequence. It's as long as it's good, it doesn't matter. So uh, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a way in. You know, you're looking for a way of putting something on the page because once once you've got going and it's good then uh, then you've got a chance of writing a decent song um, and that's the hard bit is just finding that that way in yeah what's the usual way in do you find for yourself honestly I, I don't have a usual way in I mean I mean I, you know there aren't there are only a finite number of ways of starting a song and that's with you know writing a set of lyrics or or just one or two lyrics or just playing around on the piano uh, or even sometimes I mean I do a lot uh, some of my best writing comes when I'm just out and about and I'm just must with myself and my thoughts uh, and you know I'm, I'm always sort of singing to myself in my head which I think I get a funny look sometimes because people think I actually sometimes end up moving my lips when I don't realise I am and, uh, and what I'm doing I'm just kind of playing around with with melodies and yeah. and yeah, I just record them into my phone. Or, yeah, um, and then I find them. You know, well, either I go straight home and write something with it, or I completely forget about it and, and I go through them. And, you know, a month later, I think oh, that's great. Yeah, Gotta do something with that, and then and then go from there. And actually, that's I've I've become really militant about every time that I've got an idea. I I record it in straight away because definitely when I was younger I, I, I forgot get the good ideas yeah. and that's actually fantastically stupid thing to do you know if you, you know when when the the inspiration comes you've absolutely got to uh, make sure that you've kept it you know well the phone is a great idea isn't it to yeah, well, thank God for, yeah. for Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a multi-instrumentalist, right? Well, sort of. Sort yeah. of. Okay, what was the first instrument you learned? Piano, basically. I mean, I, I learned the cello for about a year when I was about five, which ended in weekly tears after my each, each lesson with a slightly yeah. strange teacher. Uh, uh, but, yeah, then I learned the piano sort of properly. Um, but I didn't really... Yeah, and that's that's my instrument. Whether you know piano, organ, harmonium, celeste, anything with a keyboard, really. I mean, but I didn't really fall in love with with playing that instrument until I stopped learning it. Um, it was just kind of around the same time that I started writing songs because actually that was the first time really that I really wanted to go and sit, sit at a piano was yeah. because I was, you know, I had all these ideas that I wanted to get down and I needed the piano as a and, yeah, you know, to harmonise what I was doing. So that's where, that's when I first started to really look forward to mm. to playing. Were you taught the piano to learn the piano, or were you taught the piano to learn to how to write songs? No, I was taught. I, I just learned the piano. I guess like yeah. a lot of kids, just as I quite enjoyed it. But I was mm. just learning, you know, yeah, the pieces that my piano teacher put in front of me, yeah. and occasionally the odd, the odd the odd song I wanted to learn but yeah. it did my my re, sort of relationship with my piano teacher who was a great guy really really good guy but it, it sort of changed completely at that point when I started writing songs because I was coming in 
absolutely desperate to to find ways of learning you know these songs of people that I really admired and uh, and also I wanted to get better so I could do a better job of writing songs yeah. myself yeah I've, I've spoken to a few people here and there and they've said that you know when they learned instruments as kids there was no real like, kind of application process with it to kind of go forward and yeah. take something on yeah. and they, they, they felt like they've missed out on something almost and um, did your I guess your piano teacher didn't teach you to write songs you did that yourself yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. off your own back in a way yeah. I think well so, yeah no I, a songwriting is something that is is not taught fair enough yeah um, and it's certainly I mean unless you're at a college or whatever studying yeah contemporary music or whatever I mean that's certainly not something that's taught in school it's just something that you that I wanted to do um so yeah the learning to play the instrument was a completely separate thing mm. and so have you gone on to guitar or anything else since then no I'm a dreadful guitarist <laughs> um and I yeah I mean I can I can play little little bits and bobs, but yeah. I'm certainly not, certainly not a guitarist. Yeah. 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 So you've already made it apparent pretty much that lyrics are certainly important to you. Would you say they're the primary concern when you when you're thinking about writing songs? No, they are, but they're definitely not the primary concern. But they are just as important as every other element. Um, for me, the marriage of words and music is absolutely fundamental to, to what I do and each is as important as the other um, and I've always been most interested in songwriters for which, for him that's the case you know I guess now I went to see Nick Cave the other day he's someone he definitely applied that to and I guess my other two real heroes of recent times Tom Waits and Randy Newman both of them lyrically incredible um, but also melodically incredible and you know, I would never say the lyrics would come at the expense of great music yeah. um, you've, got to, you've got to have both it's difficult but it's the aim yeah. 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 so you've been doing a record as you say how long have you been doing that for? well I, I recorded it up in Sheffield with um, the same guys that make Richard Hawley's records and I was making my record just as Richard was finishing his his last one so um, it it I was sort of going in there at the times when Richard was away on tour basically so I was yeah, it took about six months uh, in total of which I was there for you know two or three um, yeah and it's very very exciting to be releasing it in February in February um, what's the name of the album yeah uh, War Peace and Diplomacy okay cool the first song that you wrote for the record, when was that? Was that was that recently, or was it all in that six-month period? Did it all come together? No, some of the songs, have, well, a couple of songs have been around for a little while, and a couple of, you know, and, and I, I wrote certainly three of them, you know, once we'd started recording. So it's, it's they weren't written as a batch, but always when you're putting an album together, you're thinking of how songs work with each other and um, and whether that's an idea that you've had for you know, years or whether it's something that you know, you, you kind of know that there's something missing that you have to try and create to balance the record. Um, that's the important thing. I mean, I've got hundreds and hundreds of songs and mm. um, most of them will probably never see the light of day, but 
I think that there are moments crop up, whether it's a particular gig or a particular record, or where you just go, actually, that's that's the perfect song for that moment, or that's the perfect song for that record. And um, so, yeah, there's it's a whole sort of range of uh, of material mm. that I've that I've yeah, I guess uh, that I've I've written very very recently, and also. Um, some songs that are two or three years old as well. Okay, and throughout those, all the songs collected, is there like a consistent three theme at all running through them or anything? What what sort of theme lyrically? Yeah, lyrically. Yeah, subjects of narratives and things. Yeah, the art. Well, there's not there's not a specific th- uh, thing that ties the songs together lyrically in the album, but the across all the songs. I am, I'm writing from the point of view of almost entirely other people, so I'm taking on a, uh, it's a first-person position, but it's never really me. Um, and they're always different characters, and they're just people that I've, you know, that I've been interested by and have uh, decided to, you know, take on their voice in order to try and explore. Uh, to explore them and uh, their situation and also because I think that's a great way of, of actually revealing something of yourself as well in a slightly more interesting way um, and you can play around with how much you reveal of yourself because it's it's couched in the voice yeah. of someone else. Are these characters you've been inspired by or that you've made up? They're No, they're mostly they're mostly real characters but uh, in in many of the cases um, they are I have, I have then taken at the sort of kernel of truth and then created some sort of fictional narrative now do you have any kind of um, favorites off the album that we should look out for some songs some songs that you feel are just one of uh, no honestly no I I'm very pr- I'm very proud of the whole record. It's nine tracks strong, and um, what's been encouraging is that you know playing it to various different people so far. Everyone seems to have different different favourites, and uh, you know some of the songs are very intimate. Some of them are, are huge kind of soundscapes. Um, some of them are quite dark. Some of them are actually. Not dark at all, um, so that it's like, it's like I think asking a songwriter to pick a favorite song is a bit like asking a parent to pick his favorite child, and sure. you know, I mean, that's a slightly bumpers thing to say, but it, it they all mean lots in different ways. Yeah. Do you? Because you just mentioned a few things there: dark, um, huge sounding. Um, do you have a favorite thing to kind of write into at all? Whatever. Or like to 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 create certain sounds, certain spaces with your music. Uh, I knew going to make the record that there were there were some sound worlds that I that I heard instinctively, and I knew as I I knew some decisions in advance. But also there were some decisions that I made with Colin, the producer that came quite naturally and um and took me by surprise really i mean there, there are 
one or two uh, almost gypsyish elements on a couple of the tracks that uh, that just came about uh, very uh, sort of organically with you know the, the guitarist that did most of the of the album and um, and it just you just hear someone noodling to to what you've already done and you think and that's like oh man that sounds incredible and it was like and it was a sort of trio of mandolas on the Angel of the North and it just sounds so atmospheric and uh, it's just the perfect colour for that moment and it doesn't sound in any way like gypsy music but that's where the that's where that colour comes yeah. from so it's about trying to draw the the right sound for the right moment and of course you've got millions of choices at every turn with with instrumentation arrangement and the, the way that that tone is produced um, and you to make a successful record you've got to try and make get those decisions right hmm. the angel of the north is that featuring on the album yeah you can, that that's kind the of first track on the record you yeah. um, put that out on the internet last around this time last year roughly yeah we did a yeah did a little um, a little teaser yeah um, with that which was really successful actually and, and that has, was a big part of you know getting the record deal really um, so that's good so yeah that's you know that if it's a free download is still yeah still out there yeah and it's on YouTube still, still well. available yeah um, and yeah it's the first track on the album okay cool. um, yeah a song I love so, th so the album name is War Peace and Diplomacy okay and that's out in February oh, right. February 24th on Fierce Panda cool. great well, Tom, thank you very much for coming in and chatting to us about songwriting and pleasure, what you're up to at the moment. So, yeah. thanks, man. Thanks, pal. So, Tom Hickox there sharing his thoughts on songwriting. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and look out for Tom's album in the next year. Until next time. <laughs>